Are you looking for new books to read? Do you like finding a new special author? Are you tired of the same old books from the same old authors? Well then, welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths, a podcast where you can hear from fantastic new authors. Join Steven Schneider as he finds and talks to authors you may not know, but authors that have worked hard to write great new books. Hear about their book and why you should check it out. So sit back and listen to today's Discovered Wordsmith. Welcome to the end of January 2023 episode of Discovered Wordsmiths. Today I have Erica Schaefe. She is a mother and has a job. Like many authors on here, uh, authoring is not her full-time profession. It is something she is working on. And I just wanted to say uh, it is the end of Star Wars month for me. That's a little sad, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop watching it uh, or reading it or any of those things that I do. And uh, also next week I will be out and there will not be an episode. So we will skip the transition from January to February, but then February I have a bunch of episodes already ready to go and they cover more than just authors. So there's going to be a few new things that we're going to see and talk about. So it's going to be an exciting month uh, along with all the other new authors we get and have and will get. So Welcome to the end of January, and I will see you in a week. So this morning on Discovered Wordsmiths, I have Erica. Erica, how are you doing today? Hi, how are you doing? Thanks I'm for doing... having me on. Yeah, it's great to see you. Your hair matches your background. Yeah. <laughs> Erica, before we start talking about your book and things like that, let's find out a little bit about you. Tell us where you live and some of the things you like to do besides writing. Okay. So I live in Tennessee in a rural area that's about 40 miles from Chattanooga. So I have two young children, one's seven and one's five. So we like to, we have a national park right near us. We like to go on hike. We, I started a garden back in 2020, but during COVID, I started a little pumpkin garden. So I got into gardening a couple of years ago. Not that great at it, but we had a few things grow last year. We had one huge pumpkin. That was fun. And what else? I like to bake, but I'm also not that great at it. Did you say huge pumpkin? How huge? It was, I forget the what the name of the pumpkin was, but it was something giant pumpkin. And it was like, like my son could sit on it. He oh. sat on it and he was really proud of it. I'm sure they love that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> a, that's such a fun age for that type of stuff. It, yeah, it really was. And they like to help. He had a, he would help me water. He would bring a squirt gun out while I had the hose and he would like squirt plants with a squirt gun. To water nice. Good. So with a family and things, why did you want to start writing? I started writing, I think since I've been a kid, probably since I was like 10, I've really enjoyed writing and I've always done it as a hobby. And it wasn't until probably I think 2020 or 2019 or 2020 around COVID when I had some extra time. And so my kids were at an age then where they would play on their own, but I would be in the same room as them, like keeping an eye on them. And so that was, had the opportunity then to, to write while they're like either outside or playing in a room. And I was like, I would get ideas for something. And then I would actually finish them through. Cause what I would do before is start an idea and then get bored of it, quit. 
once I started finishing through with my ideas, I was like, maybe I'll try to send these out, see if they can get published. That would be cool. And then, so uh, things started to get picked up. I started writing short stories and okay. so a few of those got picked up. And then I started trying to do more longer form fiction and things like that. So probably the last couple of years, I've really been taking it seriously as more than just like a hobby that if it works and if it doesn't, it doesn't. Nice. Okay. And so you said you've written a lot of short stories. Are some of them out there that people could check out? Yeah. Most of them are in anthologies or journals. There's one that was in the anthology Lovecraft in a Time of Madness, which is an anthology of short cosmic horror stories. Nice. Based on what H.P. Lovecraft might. Sorry, my cat is known. That's okay. Had plenty of uh, cats and kids and. <laughs> uh, he just likes attention. Sorry. So yeah. So that my st- short story in that was called Eska, and they made that into a the publisher Sentinel Creatives made that into a audio production. So they oh. had a past audio production, and so that's available as a standalone story on Amazon and Audible. Oh, nice, awesome. Sorry. Yeah, I, I've had my cat on. Lots of cats <laughs> yes. have been on the podcast. Fix the time to want to be on uh, his attention. Tell us a little bit about your book, what it's about, and like the genre and things like that. So this cold night, it is a it's horror, but it has some elements of psychological horror. It has some less to a lesser extent. It has body horror and a little bit of a jump scare factor. Not too much of that, but it's set in modern times. And it's set in a country mansion. And it, the course of the story, there's flashbacks within the story, but the course of the story takes place over one single night. And the main character is visiting a friend's house, which is the country mansion, after the death of a loved one. So it starts right after a funeral, and then takes pl- the entire story takes place in this mansion over one night. Okay. So why did you decide choose to write horror? That's been my favorite genre since I can remember. My my grandma used to read us stories from the, what was it, for kids. Oh, those anthology stories for kids. I can't remember now. There was, oh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, yeah, okay. And things like that. So she would read that to us. And I always thought they were the most entertaining. I was always the most intrigued. And with that genre, I was always hooked. Like I always wanted to know what happened next or what was going on in the story. What was the, what was making that sound? What was doing this? And we so would watch scary movies and it's just, I've always found it to be the most intriguing, I think, genre for me. So I was always drawn to it. And then when I started writing, I, it's fun for me to try to come up with ways to, to be to frighten people. So I try to think of what's the scariest thing I could put in here. What's the, what have I read that's really scared me that I could use that feeling in my own to try to scare somebody else. So it's really fun for me. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And besides scary stories in the dark, what are some of your other favorites? So getting older, I HP Lovecraft, obviously. I like Stephen King. The first time I read The Shining, though, there was a part. There's a part where the little boy Danny is in a is in the hallway at the hotel, and he's like looking at a garden hose, 
and that's all he's doing but the way it's described is so frightening that i it was a long time between then and when i finished the book because i was like this is too <laughs> so the shining was a favorite i'm trying to think. that's one of my favorites one of my yeah. top yeah and i've read a couple other stephen king which obviously were all good but that one was like that really scared me i'm trying to think the yellow wallpaper that short story Charlotte Perkins Gilman is a short story. It's a yeah, psychological it. Yeah, you should check it out. It is, it's, it's, like I said, it's psychological, but it is really creepy. Yeah, it's a more classic. There's a lot of good old horror out there, too. There is, and that's a lot of times what I end up listening to. A lot of times I read it, but a lot of times it's easier for me to listen because when I'm doing whatever I'm doing throughout the day, a lot of times that's what I'll end up listening to them, and I like the old the older stories. Okay. And so is this book independently published or traditionally? Do you have a publisher? Um, so it's a small publisher, Bridgesgate Press. Ah, okay. It's yep. I've had several authors from them. And where, so where all can they find your book and you have a website? So I do have a website, which is just WordPress, Erica Schaefe, which is E-R-I-C-A-S-C-H-A-E-F. And that's on my social media. So I have a Facebook and a Twitter, which is the same Erica Schaefe. And then, so this book is on, right now it's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and then through the publisher, Bridgesgate Press. Okay, good. And people that have read the story already or read your short stories, what's the feedback you're getting and hearing from them? Luckily, mostly positive. People are saying that it was, which was what I was trying to do. People say it was unexpected. And somebody said it was like a new twist on a haunted house, which is what, I was hoping people would think because nice. you have so many obviously haunted house stories, but I did want to do something that was a little bit different while still being in that of haunted house. So I've been really lucky to get really nice, positive feedback for the most part. Okay, good. And if you had a choice for this book, would you rather see it as a movie or a TV show? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, if I had to pick for this one, probably a movie. Just because, like okay. I said, it's over one night with some flashbacks. I think it would probably work better as a movie if I had to pick. Okay. And do you have any favorite scary movies? I've watched a lot of, there aren't movies, but the Netflix shows, what is it, Mike, Mike Flanagan, I think, does, with, like, Midnight Mass. It's a good one. Launching on Hill House. Yeah, the first one was good. The second one was nah, okay. Yeah, I think that one was based on the turn of the screw. Yes. So yes. I think if you, yeah, I, was, yes, I think if you, it wasn't as like surprise. It wasn't. I wasn't as drawn into that one, but yeah. But as far as movies go, oh, let me think. Oh, there was one that came out on Netflix not that long ago that was Behind Her Eyes. It was based on a novel by Sarah Pinborough. I haven't um, seen that one yet. Oh, you have to watch it. It's really good. It's nice. one of the, it's one of those you don't see the. I would say read it first, but then also watch okay. it. They did, the movie did a really good job. Cool. And do you have plans for a next book? Is this the first of a series or is it a standalone? This one's a standalone, and right now I don't have any major plans for anything coming up next. I'm taking a little bit of a break for this winter season and maybe in the spring. 
trying to start up something new, but I have a few ideas, but nothing really started yet. Got it. Yeah. I think horror is difficult to have a series that keeps the feeling going. They really lend themselves to standalones. Right. Sometimes you can have like a character maybe that, I don't know, that kind of like mysteries, how sometimes you have one detective who just goes through different, maybe you could do something like that, but yeah, it would be hard. Yeah. Okay. We've already talked about this a little bit, some of your favorite books and authors and that, but do you have a bookstore you like to go to over where you live? I don't. I, we have a Books A Million, which I do. It's, that's an, and then our, I really like our local library. It's really small and like the children's section is really great. My kids really like it because it, it just has, the way that it has it set up is really great for kids. It's at their level, lots of colors, lots of things going on and they have comfortable seats and it's just a really friendly atmosphere in there. Yeah, I love libraries. I love promoting, pushing libraries. Uh, I've got an author event coming up in a little over a week at our local library. So yeah, always trying to encourage people, use your library, go to the library. Yeah, it really is. It's great because like even even if you want to try out a new author or a new genre or something and you're like, I'm not really sure I want to commit to it, you can always just go browse, re- take out a book. And if you don't like it, bring it back. And right. Yeah. So have you read Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark to your kids? No, I haven't read it to my kids yet. I, we listened to a couple of the stories. My daughter's five. So we listened to a couple of the stories on her and she was like, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, maybe we'll wait a little. You're going to end up with kids in your bed all night. You don't want to do it too fast, but yeah, she, so she was a bit scared. So yeah, I don't, they like, like I, I get some like Halloween themed books that are more spooky and they really. I, I recently ran into the Halloween Tree by Ray Bradbury, which I had never read before last year. And it was interesting. It was not what I expected at all. It takes a little bit to get into his style flow of writing, but the whole history of Halloween and all that in the book, I thought was pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. A lot of them, a lot of the, like the Halloween theme books has something like that, like some kind of interesting information. It's not just, uh, not just scary not just to be spooky. A lot of them have a really cute lesson or something like that. All right. Before we move on and talk about some author type stuff, if someone came up to you on the street and said, Hey, I heard you wrote a book. Why should I get your book and read it? What would you tell them? I would say if you like horror and you like the haunted house kind of genre trope, whatever you want to call it, you give it a try because I think I, I tried to make it unexpected. I tried to make it a little bit different. The backstory of why this house is haunted. Give it a try. See if you like. Great. Nice. Thank you. I appreciate you sharing all that. Hi, if you enjoyed this episode of Discovered Wordsmiths, please support the author. Go to their website, go to Amazon, look them up, get the book. And if you click on the link that I have in the show notes, you'll also help support the podcast so I can keep the hosting and all the software I use and uh, keep it running for to help more authors. When I am recording this, we've got over 100 episodes, lots of authors. Go to the website, discoveredwordsmiths.com. Check it out. There's a lot of great authors, probably in some genre that you love. See what they have. Check out their books. That's what the point of the podcast is for. So people can discover new authors, find some new books they love, support the authors so they can continue writing. So please support them. 
And if you do like the podcast, if you've been thinking of podcasting or you're a writer, I've got some links also at the website. Click on those if you're interested in any of the software or services that I talk about. Everything that I have there is something I use, so I've got an affiliate link. Again, it's a little bit, if everyone clicked on those, if they were going to get it anyway, it helps keep the podcast going. So let's all help each other out, discover more authors to read. Thank you for listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. Come back next week and listen to another author discuss the road they've traveled and maybe sometime in the near future, it might be you. 